Hi there! Welcome to the return episode of Sit Down and Pile Drive, uh, the outlaw mud show uh, equivalent of a wrestling podcast. Uh, Jim Cornette would hate us, but that's okay. We we uh, we don't need him. I'm Connor. I'm Connor. And uh, we we we've been away for a while. We've been away for a while. You know, uh, we were on excursion. Oh yeah, uh, excursion to uh, what? Uh, some give me, give me, give me a, give me a wrestling promotion. Uh, GC Dub. GC Dub. Fuck yes. Fuck we, yes. We learned how to take light tubes and uh, gusset plates, and we fell through. You some- know, I always go back and forth on like, if I was a wrestler, what style would I be? And and you know, it always comes back to fuck it, death match. Why not? Yeah, right. I, I'll believe that. I'll believe that, Connor. Yeah. Hey, I, I have taken a I have taken a kendo stick shot. I I think I can handle it. I think I've given you a kendo stick shot. You did. And, and, and I took it like a champ. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. No, we all know I'd be British strong style because, you know. Hell yeah. Anyway. So... How have you been? I've been good, man. You know, things are uh, going good in my personal life. You know, I've just started building a little studio for myself here in my house. So I have a perfect nice. place to record and everything now. I also have built a little studio and I finally, like we finally got around to doing this thing again, which I'm super thrilled about. I know I'm pretty I- excited. Cause I don't know about you, but it's like, I still love professional wrestling, but there was a minute there where I think I just got exhausted by it. Well, there's definitely too much right now. Like it's hard to keep up. Like I feel bad because I'm not watching like new Japan as much as I used to, at least. Yeah. You know, things like that. I still keep up with, with like the, the Wednesday night wars, you know, as the people like to call it. And, uh, so I usually just watch those two. And then I'll stick to GCW as we just talked about it. I have the independent wrestling TV uh, uh, network. So I've been watching and catching up on beyond. And yeah. now there's a merger. Uh, so it's cool. So GCW pay-per-views, um, if you don't mind me asking, how much are they? Uh, they're usually between 10 and $15 per show. Oh, that's not bad. It's not. I, I, I always I, want to check it out. Right, yeah. I always um I always feel like I need to support them cuz they I think they're putting on probably the best independent show going on right now cuz uh PWG used to be that, but in the last year or so they've been kind of um I don't know what's the like the polite way to say it, but they've been kind of falling off the radar. Yeah. And their business model does not pertain to the quick nature of professional wrestling anymore. You know. Well, yeah, like uh, the when you started showing me PWG, I mean, almost every single one of those guys is either an NXT or AEW or ROH for some reason. Right. Yeah. And I um, like it's it's crazy to think because like if you look at the Bola 2016, the one that I actually went to um, and you look at the lineup, pretty much every single person there has a big money contract. Mm hmm. Like well, I'm pulling it up right now just to like put it in perspective. 
Well, we'll always have David Starr. Yeah, we the independent. <laughs> oh, I, I just I finally got around to watching that Jordan Devlin match with him, and it was awesome. Is it good? It's really good. It's emotional. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, it's like forty minutes long, and I need to watch it. I need to watch it. But I mean, we'll talk about it in a second. I I love Jordan Devlin, and he's he's definitely my wrestler to watch this year. I'm like, you just God, they uh, we'll talk about that match, but they'd be stupid to not pull the trigger on Jordan Devlin. Right. Um, I'm not completely sold on Jordan Devlin just yet. Um, not that I'm saying he's a bad wrestler at all. I think he's above 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 good. But mm-hmm. I just haven't been sold on his character yet. Maybe it's because I don't watch NXT UK as See, that's, often. Because I, I, I try to follow it still. Like, the, the, the wrestling I do watch is... Um, I, wa- I, I watch AEW... I watched, like, the first three episodes, and then it just became exhausting flipping back and forth. So I watched, like, another uh, three episodes of just AEW. And then NXT started getting real good again. Right. And so I flipped back to NXT... And I still keep up with AEW, and I and I like a lot of what they're doing. Uh, the Wardlow stuff is really dramatic. I think that's cool. Um, I like what they're doing with John Moxley. I think John Moxley, like, I may check out the next pay per view because isn't John Moxley facing Chris Jericho? Uh, not officially. There's a. I just watched the newest episode tonight. We're actually filming this on Wednesday. Um, I just mm-hmm. watched it. I didn't get a chance to watch NXT yet, but. Uh, it's going to be a one-on-one match between spoiler alerts to anybody who has to watch AEW. It's going to be John Boxley versus Pac next week. And the winner will face Jericho at revolution. And, and, and yeah. And I, I don't see Pac winning that. No, it doesn't make sense for pay-per-view to have heel versus heel just yet. You know, but that's the idea TV. of, I, I really like, uh, cause Dean Ambrose, I was always really kind of just like, eh, about, Oh yeah, but I, I, you can tell, you can tell that there were there, there was a huge leash on John Moxley. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I told you like years ago, like when, <clears throat> when did he debut on NXT? Like 2013, uh, 20? No, it was like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. No, it was like two thousand. 11 2012 I remember I, I remember back then I was showing you like clips of his promos and I said this guy is the guy to fucking watch and then he didn't really yeah. do anything you know like I, there was there was a lot of buzz I remember when he debuted me going like oh shit you know things are gonna things are gonna change around here and he cut some really good s- promos with the shield um he had and the, all the shield stuff was great unarguably unarguably all of the shield stuff was excellent right the reunions okay (laughs) could have been better but you know shit happens the reunions were a cash grab yeah i'll say say it straight up i don't care uh it was a cash grab to sell t-shirts to uh to the house shows while he's on his way out yeah. They probably had a bunch of inventory of shirts and things like that that they needed to get rid of or they wanted to try to make a quick buck on the last way out. That's what I think. That's how I took it. Yeah, but we got some some pretty good matches out of it and I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but anyway, uh so he's he's finally out of WWE. He had that 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 controversial uh shoot promo, uh shoot interview with Chris Jericho. And it just seems like he's finally free 
to be himself to be himself as a wrestler again, but gr- like evolve. Yeah, he's no longer just deathmatch guy. He no, want to just like he could do the deathmatch. He'll do the deathmatch, but he wants to be the main event guy. He wants, he to, wants be to be the spectacle. He wants to be himself because, like, yeah. you can tell just by his demeanor and everything like that, he really likes all types of wrestling, and that mm-hmm. includes things like deathmatch, hardcore, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, him and CZW was, like, a huge, like, breath of fresh air at that time because at that time they were just nothing but, like, single word name deathmatch wrestlers, like Wife Beater and, like... Uh, stockade and all these like guys and he comes in and he's just a normal guy wrestling in tights you know like that was very unheard of at that time right you know and then he gets a fucking weed whacker to the forehead no dude he got a freaking buzz saw like one of those Jesus like Christ. like what are those like they're like a, it's like an automatic saw like it goes back mm-hmm. and forth he did one of those when he was facing um who was it it was a uh, head dam or head damage brain damage brain damage <laughs> yeah brain damage see what i'm saying like those oh, really 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 cheesy names that was really popular in like 2009 yeah hey well say whatever you want about it <laughs> it's easier hey. to, i'll tell you like to anybody who's actually like interested in deathmatch wrestling i know it's not for everybody but my suggestion is go back and watch old death matches because you know they're safe like sometimes watching it live can give you that fear which not a lot of people like you know, you're like, oh, that guy's actually dead, you know? But if you watch in the past, you're like, well, I know John Moxley's fine. I know that guy's fine. You don't have yeah. to get that gut, that pit in your stomach. But whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I like this very grown-up version of uh, his character. Because yeah. he could have easily just gone back to just doing deathmatch shit. And he wants to – you can tell he's like, I want to be the five-star match guy, but doing it my way. I always took it as him as, like, Ryu from Street Fighter. He's the world warrior. He's the traveler, you know. Rolls in I with just, that's... like, a bag over his shoulder, say, let's fight to whoever wants to fight him. You know, because he'll have – he had a five-star match with Tomohiro Ishii, you know. Like, yeah, that's nuts to think about. You know, as a guy uh, who was, like – mainly trained in the deathmatch style and then got better through WWE system, having him go to a whole different style from both of those and just killing it. Yeah. I, I also, I like, um, I like what they're doing with jungle boy. Cause I think they're trying, I think they see, jungle they Jack. clearly s- <laughs> jungle Jack, jungle uh, Perry. Jack Perry. Cause you can, you can tell that they see things for him. Like, if they ever were like, hey, we're going to make a cruiserweight belt, it doesn't stand to be unreasonable to think that he'll be, like, first cruiserweight champion for AEW. AEW will never have a cruiserweight title. I can guarantee you that. Well, you you get what I'm saying. A mid-card title? Yeah, I can understand that. Which I think is what they're going to be doing with that ring. No, I think the ring's going to – it was just a, a reason to give MJF something to gloat about. Or, or maybe what what I would love to see with that ring um, is uh, it'd be kind of like that option C, which they unfortunately made the, the with the X Division belt, where it's like, hey, you could trade it in. No, and, 
I mean, like that, but it's a ring. It's not an actual title. It was a. I know. Like I, that's where I'm. Like I think people read too much into that. Uh, I think it was just. It's just a prop. It's a prop. You know, because well, now MJF can like do the million dollar man stuffing a hundred dollar bill down your throat, but with the ring, kiss the ring. And I bet you it's gonna lead somewhere down the line with Cody versus MJF. Winner has to kiss the ring. You know, like or loser has to kiss the ring. Um, I think it's all just set up for like storytelling as opposed to being a title or something you win or lose. Yeah, I guess I just, it's something different. And I like that. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's something I do super appreciate about AEW. Although I can see why it would turn people away is that it is, it's different. Um, there's no I, – I can't think of another wrestling promotion, like a, a big TV wrestling promotion that would debut uh, an a, a, a lady alien, Chris Statlander, who's very good, and then make her number one contender for the title the next week after literally just debuting her. Right. No, Chris Statlander is awesome, man. I rem- I think I – did I ever tell you about her when I first like heard about her? Because I thought she was like right up your alley. I think you might have mentioned her, but yeah. I definitely did discover her through Twitter, which is how I discover all the wrestlers I like. Oh, okay. Um, and I like her stuff. I do love – not to continue to, to sprinkle joy all over AEW. I do love how instantly over with the crowd Orange Cassidy has become. Yeah. It's- and oh my god. The minute he, like, unleashes the fury, whatever arena he's in is going to is gonna explode. It won't, there won't be an arena anymore. Yeah. No, yeah, that's – I – yeah, the, I can't disagree. Like, that's exactly right. You know, I'm – I think uh, – I don't know if you're in the same boat, but I think people need to stop reading Twitter. Yeah. I would agree. I, I think people just need to stop. The The Wednesday Night War was fun, but now it's just kind of ridiculous. I, I think it's fun, and I think it's cool to keep doing competition between companies. Cause raised like- I, I mean, I, and again, it goes into the – it go, not to interrupt, I'm sorry. Okay, but good. it goes into the uh, what you just said about reading Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like I like the quality of the shows competing. I don't like the the fan base competing because it's just it's just so unnecessarily toxic for uh, uh, an art form or sport or whatever you want to call it that is inherently silly. At the end of the day, yeah, I'm more and as of much a, as I'm, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're, you're good because uh, I'm 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 just going on a little rant because as much as I love like serious wrestling matches that tell like dramatic stories. I also really love fun wrestling. That's silly and stupid. Yeah. No, well, we'll get back to my original point is like people getting on Twitter because everybody wants everything to be exactly the way they want it. And if it's not, it's not good. And that goes both ways for everything. So like point being like, who the hell cares that they're cutting a promo in the ring or backstage? Like I thought, I think AW needs to be careful about trying to become WWE to satisfy the fan base. That's being loud Yeah. because like those first few weeks of AW were phenomenal. And they've always been like, in my personal opinion, I think they've always been above 
like average above good but yeah I when it got bad when it got bad is when like not even bad sorry that's harsh uh when it got less good was when it was them trying to do what the fans wanted them to do so yeah. like, first things out of the gate people were like oh we need more promos in the ring like no you don't you don't need promos in the ring like none you know like it's cool when cody goes out there and cuts like a five minute long like diatribe about his heart and his father and how he hates mjf like that's one thing but i don't need jungle boy to go out there and say oh i'm gonna beat you you know like fuck off like <laughs> like i don't yeah. need that like if if you just did, gave me like vignettes 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 matches 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 like give me just those two things make it feel like when you're live you're seeing the best wrestling and when you're watching the show you're getting something completely different so it makes you want to do both Mm -hmm. you know but everybody's everybody's a critic and it's 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 kind of it's kind of weird like i don't i don't know and i i would uh i would agree that aw the one one big gripe i might have is trying to please the fans all the time yeah because it's it just never works it just never works you can't please everybody all the time so just do your thing the like except put kenny omega in the main event it you know what what's the deal there i think kenny like this is not i'm not like trying to say like i know the guy or anything like that but Kenny seems like a guy who likes to tell stories over a long, long, long time. And Mm -hmm. the story he wants to tell is him coming from the bottom and going back up and it wasn't working. So they made him change it. And now he's winning. And now people are like, well, what happened to him losing? Or what happened to this? It's people are, people want continuity, but then they also want you to adapt to their whims. So you're like, So you're just like, hey, I didn't like that. Change it. So they change it. Like, well, what happened to that thing last week? You know, like, I don't get that. You know, Mm -hmm. people were shitting all over the Dark Order initially. They were like, who are these guys? Nobody knows who they are. Me, I'm like, dog, Super Smash Brothers. You know, Um, but uh, I like like, the Dark Order. Oh, I don't like the, the, let me, like, the people were like, oh, I don't like the Dark Order. Change it. So they come out with these vignettes and everybody loves it. So everybody's all on the bandwagon. If you were going everywhere online or anywhere talking with people, they're like, oh, the Dark Order is so cool now with these vignettes. And then as soon as they came back out, people were like, oh, boo, the Dark Order, dub, stupid. It's like, you, what do you want? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Yeah, I think so, wrestling Twitter just wants to complain. I think that's the biggest. Honestly, I think it's they've been it. force fed. Like, I, I don't, I think the wrestling fan base, there are people out there who are toxic just for the sake of toxicity, but Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think most of it is people are so used to getting crapped on creatively that they become like, that's what makes wrestling fun for them is to criticize it. So there's a new product out there. They're like, okay, well I'm going to criticize it because that's what I do. They don't, I don't think they even do it on purpose. I think it's a subconscious thing, you know, like how many times, like, WWE got crapped on all the time over the years and sometimes rightfully Especially so lately. <laughs> yeah. And it sometimes it's rightfully so sometimes it's more of a, of a, uh, people are just being shitty for the sake of being shitty. And, but that's just how people learn to 
in like ingest wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I think that was also one of the reasons why the indes- independent circuit grew in popularity because like it felt at least from the outside or on the inside, depending on who you are, it felt more of a community. Like it felt like we were all here because we like wrestling. And now with a bigger audience, essentially on a, cause AEW is essentially the independence, but our actual business. And now you're opening it up to this new audience who's so used to watching just WWE and that they've learned to just hyper criticize it because it's been bad. They, they don't know how to watch wrestling as opposed to like people like you and me who have been watching like new Japan, PWG, all these independents for the last, I don't know, 10 years or so. Uh, We understand that like wrestling is just wrestling and how you want to watch it's entertainment. You want to watch it. It's not, it's not something to be analytical about. It's not, it's not a essay. It's not a movie that's going up for an Oscar. It's not a Grammy award-winning artist where you want to criticize it just because that's, it's considered high art, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not that. You used a good word, analytical, because I think I think that has a lot to do with why I kind of took a hiatus from wrestling. Like I haven't watched Raw and SmackDown in months, uh, and it's mostly as an excuse to go to the gym. But I get, also don't get really those uh, gains, dog. Oh hell yeah! Uh, I got I, I got to look like Matt Riddle, man. Oh yeah, bro. Gotta do it. <laughs> I looked at uh, Pete Dunne and I was like, God. Bro. And he was like, give me the Pete Dunn special. Mm-hmm. And then the Broser Waits were born. Matt Riddle is a national treasure. Damn and right I love is. him. Yeah. But um, so I haven't watched Raw or SmackDown. And, it, and I, I follow it. And I try not to complain about the product too much because I'm not watching. And that always drives me crazy when people, when you see someone who's like constantly like, huh. Glad I decided to skip the show. Sounds awful, like always. And I don't really like participating. I did have to react to the reveal of Liv Morgan as uh, Lana's lover because it was just such a Scandalous. such a bummer, such a bummer to like dog. open up my dog, dude. That had Paul Heyman's hands all over it, man. I know. I literally I know. thought. He... I literally thought they were gonna do the. Hand on one, hand on the other. I'll take them I'll both. I'll take them I'm... both. I'm hardcore. Like, I swear. See, I would have loved that. But it's 2020. I know. I know. It's fun to look back in the past and marvel at it at the time. But now you got to understand that, like, there's just, like, it's a whole new, it's a whole new world that we're living in. And it's, it's, it's good. It's not shocking. That a woman is a lesbian. I know. They already and have Vince one McMahon on needs to realize that. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if Sonya Deville gets a huge pay raise in her next contract. Because, oh my God, how do you do that to her? I Yeah, it's 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 there's two sides to it. I see both sides to it. I don't think this is a... This is a right or wrong kind of situation. I think it's yeah. bad versus good. I think that's a, a reasonable argument to make, but to say it's like moral versus immoral kind of situation mm-hmm. is not the right answer because 
on one hand, you're like, oh, well, she's, they're not representing the right people with the right character. On the other hand, you could say, well, the dudes do stuff like this all the time, you know? Like, yeah. there's always love triangles between a man and a woman. So what, why do we care that it's a woman versus a woman? I think, I don't think it was meant to be like, oh no, she's a lesbian or, oh no, she's bi or anything like that. I think it was supposed to be like, oh no, she's cheating on Rusev. Kind of like almost hearkening back to See, when Aiden English said that she was cheating on her. I, there's a way you could make this work. Right. And that's what I was saying. Have, good or bad. Lana being irresistible to everybody. <laughs> She's just kind of this magnet where you look like like every person who looks at her just falls in love with her. And she has like like there's a segment where her and Bobby Lashley are getting ready to leave. She opens the door to somebody who like is like trying to get her autograph and it cuts to this like super giant long line of, of <laughs> people. Like there's a and they just don't do that. They don't go this should this storyline they're doing should be in excess. It should be over the top and ridiculous, but they do it so serious. Like just zero creativity in it. And I think as much as Paul Heyman's hands are definitely on it, it's Vince McMahon a hundred percent making it PG and uh, thinking it's yeah. good. I don't know. I, I guess I'm like on the wrong side of it. I actually like the segment except for it being Liv Morgan. Like I love yeah. that whole segment. I thought the whole thing was funny. I would have changed the ending. Um, I, I don't know if we talked about it before or on the podcast, but I would have had Rusev like yeah, pop out yeah, at yeah. the end, you know, with like confetti, like congratulations. And he just sees a mess and it's like, Oh, Hey, <laughs> and then it that would have that would have been pretty funny. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I I just I don't miss Raw or SmackDown, and with no. Brock Lesnar not being on television, and I, this time I don't. I love Brock Lesnar most of the time, but right now I'm kind of dead set on. Man, if they're going forward with this Tyson Fury or Kane Velasquez match, like. I'm not fucking interested in that. Or if they're going to do Fiend versus Brock Lesnar, I'm not really interested in that because you always think, well, maybe this is the time that Brock Lesnar puts over somebody and it's the Fiend and it's Bray Wyatt and Bray Wyatt's biggest problem is he doesn't get the big wins he's supposed to get. And, and if they do Brock Lesnar versus Fiend, I don't see Brock Lesnar putting over the Fiend. No, not at all. But I don't think that's what they're doing. Yeah, I just I don't because we'll do we'll do Royal Rumble predictions next week. But okay. I, I'm just it's hard. It's hard to figure out where you go from the Rumble. To hear that they're kind of leaving things uh, open is kind of exciting, but it's also nerve wracking because I'm here. You, you hear the rumbles that it's probably going to be Roman. Yeah, that's that's what I think it is. Like spoiler and, for my prediction, but Roman's yeah. winning the Rumble. And as as much as I love Roman now, and as much as I think he's got the goodwill to the for the crowd, I wonder if putting him in that main event scene again, especially like if he faces Brock, 
if he if he vanquishes the fiend, I think people are going to be a little grumpy about it. Oh, one hundred percent. But because it's just kind of like, oh, so are you back to just? Oh, is Super Roman back? I didn't miss that. Yeah. No, I, I think I, I think this entire I sure problem... do like fun guy Roman. I don't miss main event Roman. Yeah. I think this entire situation for this with the fiend was all because of one dumb mistake. Mm-hmm. Everything. It was yeah. one dumb mistake. It was having that hell in a cell match was the only mistake that they made in this situation. They and should have never, ever, ever put Bray in the title scene. Ever. And if they, or they should have just fucking put the title on him. They should just no, say, no, 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 no. I'm I disagree because I think putting the title on him puts him in a pickle because you don't want Bray to lose. You yeah. put a title on him, you're getting a Brock situation where now it's like, yeah, he has a title, but he's not going to lose it because if he loses, people are going to complain. If he win, if if he wins it and keeps it for a long time, people are going to complain. It's they mm. put themselves in a pickle by putting him in that match in the first place. What they should have done is done everything they're doing with Daniel Bryan back then. Yeah. No title involved. Have Kofi or no, who's yeah. Co- no, it was uh Seth have Seth versus drew or something. Have drew yeah. beat Seth lead down the same path with Seth turn to heel. Drew is now your big baby face. I'm just picking a guy. It could be anybody, but I'm saying like, do the exact same thing you're doing, except for take the fiend out of the title well, picture. The the reason they put the title on the fiend is because they were gonna do the stupid fucking Brock Lesnar moving to Raw thing. Yeah, I don't know. Like, do you think that was planned ahead of time, or do you think that was more of like, oh, we need to get him back on Raw? I think like it was now. planned ahead of time. I, I think it was. I I don't know. I, I, That's why I was asking. I think Brock is very much like I, you know, Brock probably wants to get his his raw appearance out of the way. He doesn't want to wait like Monday and then have to fly in on Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that that might be true. Like I know Fox was like from what the from the dirt sheet said, it sounded like Fox was helping on getting Brock. But yeah, but. But they also wanted Bray, and I bet you it was one of those things where, like, these are your two top draws right now. Mm -hmm. We can't have them both on one show because that's going to piss off our other thing. So they made an agreement to, like, put Brock on Raw versus Fiend on SmackDown. I think the original plan was Fiend was going to be on Raw and Brock was going to be on SmackDown. That might mean because allegedly Ronda Rousey's coming back at some point. Uh, she might be on SmackDown. That might be why they managed to get Brock. Yeah. Do you want to change subjects to talk about Ronda? Yeah. Well, when do so you think she's coming back? I don't care. She's probably going <laughs> to win the Rumble, honestly. No. I way. think that's. Yeah. I think if, if she's her, coming Shayna back. Baszler. I think Spoiler she's coming alert, back. My pick is. Your pick is Shayna Baszler? Shayna Baszler's winning that Rumble, and she's going to take on Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. That's the main event. Dog, I said the same thing. That was my guess, too. I said yeah. Shayna's going to be number 27 in the Women's Rumble. She's going to murder people and win. Because I, like, more than Ronda, I think Shayna could be the Joker to Becky's Batman. 
Oh, hell yeah. Shayna Baszler's fucking fantastic. I think Ronda would be more of like, I don't know, like the Penguin, I guess. Ronda's just not experienced enough. Like, well, I don't. Well, with Ronda, I think she just does She's not committal. Like, she, we don't know how long yeah. she's going to be doing this for. Shayna's in mm-hmm. for the long haul. You know? Yeah. As far as where we know. So I I believe Shayna, like you said, I had the same idea. I guess we're doing rumble she's predictions. Gonna, <laughs> she's gonna, she, yeah, a little bit, but she's gonna win that title. She's the one who's taking that title off of Becky. Yeah, I think I think the uh, the rumors last year of the four horsemen fatal four way was a red herring that get people yeah. off the scent of what they were doing, or they changed their mind when they saw the when they did the NXT crossover because Shayna's not mm-hmm. scheduled to be on mm-hmm. NXT. The next pay-per-view is the Royal Rumble. It's the best way to explain a a draft or a trade without actually doing wild card trade, all that stuff. You just have her win the Rumble and say, I want to fight Becky. Now she's on Raw. Nobody has to explain it. Yeah, no one cares. No one cares. Um, so, and then, you know, obviously, NX, uh, getting away from Raw, getting away from the pay-per-view because we'll talk about that. I've also, you know, I've tried to keep up with NXT. I really like what they're doing with Keith Lee. Oh, yeah. um, I feel like you might have called it. You might have called TakeOver uh, when we were doing the podcast uh, last year. Oh, yeah? I think Keith Lee is taking that title off of Adam Cole. Oh, yeah, man. He's at, he's the at, guy. He is the guy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, it might be just to lose it to Finn Balor the next night. I don't think Vin Balor's staying long in NXT. Really? But no, I don't. I think he'll be gone by SummerSlam. Do you think he's going to go back to Raw or SmackDown? I think he'll. I think once the draft is and they do trades, he'll go back. I think. But you think he's just spending like the year to introduce heel Finn? Yes, that's exactly mm. what I think they're doing. I think um, doing a heel turn on Raw and SmackDown might lose some of the nuance for what makes Finn Balor's heel good because I'm not like, I know it could work in a big stage, but I don't know if W like main roster is willing to buy into the fact that Finn is a bad guy, but yeah. you give him six months of being a bad guy. So when he comes back up, it's like a second call up and it's like a it's refresh. probably why they kept him out of a uh, survivor series. Right. But yeah, I think he he'll be a part of the draft and get drafted to whatever show AJ and the club are on because I do mm-hmm. think they're going to I think it's going to be the OC is going to be with all four of them because that's what everybody wants and I think they know that and they're just waiting for that right time to do it and they don't want to rush it. I know that sounds crazy for WWE to think, but I think that's the truth. I think they're yeah, like uh AJ get AJ Finn Balor two for control of a club. Yeah, like that could be down the line. I think Yeah. I think you draft over Finn and then you have AJ like, hey Finn, uh you want to join the OC? And he's like, I don't know, bro. I you know, like I don't know. And then they lead into him making his choice and he makes the choice and he's a back to being a bad guy. You know, like, because mm-hmm. at this point, it seems like Finn Balor is an anti-hero in NXT. He's not really a bad guy. Uh, yeah, just... I was talking about that uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, when I when I spoiled, when I predicted the uh, the end of the Finn Balor-Adam Cole match because I was, like, trying to figure out how they, uh, how they keep Finn Balor from losing but Adam Cole from also losing. 
and I was and I started complaining about how Finn Balor hasn't really been a bad guy. Like mm-hmm. he's been just kind of like a dick jerk. <laughs> yeah, just kind of a, an insider dick. Well, yeah, because he's like he kicks the crap out of Adam Cole, who's a bad guy, and he kicks crap out of Johnny Gargano, who's a good guy. It's mm-hmm. classic tweener, but it's not like everybody thinks tweener means like Stone Cold. No, Stone Cold was a baby, dude. He was a baby with an attitude, but a tweener is someone who can float literally between face and heel, and it that's what Finn Balor is doing right now. He's an Big asshole. Show. Big Show's a tweener. No, Big Show is bipolar. <laughs> but um, anyway, so I, I, I feel like the, the problem with his heel turn was it was obviously set up for Johnny Gargano right. and Finn Balor to have a match at the very next takeover after he fucking murdered him. But then after he got injured, after Johnny Gargano got injured, um, and I'm going to change the pronunciation of his name halfway through, Gargano, uh, when he got injured, uh, the match couldn't happen. So they just threw in Matt Riddle. And so this bad guy momentum he was supposed to have kind of stopped to have this random, really good match with Matt Riddle. So hopefully, at TakeOver Portland, we get the story that cements Finn Balor as, oh my God, murderous, murderous bad guy. You think that's where they're going with it? I think so, yeah. Because I think they definitely want him to be a bad guy, but they were just biding their time for uh johnny gargano to be ready to fight yeah i always like i just think he's gonna be that he's gonna be the outlier he's the wild card in the situation you know he's gonna be the guy who you never know what he's gonna do because i think he wants wanted to like i don't know like i said i don't know the guy so i don't know his his uh motivations but i think he's someone who wanted to wrestle good matches and the best way for you to get the most amount of matches is to float between good guy and bad guy. So he can have a match with Adam Cole, Gargano, Tommaso, Keith Lee, Velveteen, you know, other bad guys. You know, like it's it's he probably just wants to put out, show the world like I'm good. And then when he goes back to Raw and SmackDown, he can go back to being the character aspect of Finn Balor. But he has that NXT to kind of hang his hat on. Yeah. I think he needed a momentum boost after being booked so poorly. And that's oh, the best yeah. way to do it. And I, 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 th- I think he just want, yeah, he wanted a, a fresh start. Um, and he definitely wanted to be a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, Prince Baller, you know, I, I, I will say I, as, as good as I'm sure the Isla Dragunov Finn Balor match is going to be, I can't believe they had Tyler Bate. Although now I see why he's doing it. They're going to take on uh, DIY. So I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But I Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Is that for real? Yeah, they announced uh, DIY is going to take on Mustache Mountain. I am kind of bummed. Dog, I am stoked. I've been wanting DIY to back together since, like, Tommaso came back. I yeah. think both of them have won the championships they've done. Bring them back together. Let's do it. Agreed. One last ride. I, 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 I will say, though, I would have loved to see Finn Balor versus Tyler Bate, which brings me to talk. Like you, let's talk about NXT UK Blackpool, too, because I've been dying to talk okay. about it. Talk about it, man. Oh, my God. I, I, 
I'm going to gush about the bait Devlin match when we talk about it, but I will tell you right now that at the end of that pay-per-view, I just had such a good feeling about professional wrestling again. Like, okay, you know what? Online Twitter wrestling can get pretty sad. Like it could get pretty, pretty bummer and you don't want to be around it anymore. And sometimes you're like, Hey, I want to stop watching wrestling. But then you see a show like NXT take over Blackpool too. And it reminds you why you like professional wrestling. At least that was how I felt about it. Cause I, I don't, I don't keep up with new Japan like I should. So I'm not used to getting like, Oh my God, five-star matches every show. So the fact that, uh, almost every show on this, every, almost every match on this show was fantastic. Even the match I thought wasn't going to be great was really fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what did you think? Uh, I thought it was a pretty good show. I think that main event is what stole it for me. Like that main event was awesome. Cause like, it felt like old Walter. Like when I saw like not to humble brag or anything like that, but I saw Walter versus Zack Sabre jr. At PWG, um, all-star weekend. And that's when I fell in love with Walter. Like mm-hmm. I always liked Walter. I always think, cause I, I, I've known about Walter since, I don't know, 2015, 2016, not too long, but enough. And I never really got it until that match. I was like, oh, I get it. People. He's a murderer. People. murders people. Love to see Walter fucking hurt people. Yeah, dude. It's awesome. a bad guy. He is 100% a bad guy. He does bad guy things. And yet, no one will boo him. As mm-hmm. he just tears apart these poor people. Well, like it's so apropos that his nickname is the Ring General mm-hmm. because he is like a war general. Like he's a bad guy who does bad things, but he's still like your general. You respect him. Because he he'll cheat. He had Alexander Wolf come out and cheat, but he still he didn't need to cheat. He just did it. Oh, and yeah, like he just, he's like, oh, fuck it. Whatever. Why not? And he, you know? everything he hey. does is so simple. Like you don't really see him mm-hmm. do a lot of it, but he like his presence yeah. just carries such weight with everything he does. His, his, he's for, for a guy who doesn't really speak. He's his, uh, his silence, even his silence is charismatic. Yeah. He's, he's like, he draws attention by his aura. I just, it's not his look. It's not his voice. It's not his wrestling style. It's his aura. Something about him. You're like, Oh shoot. It's the same thing. Like Vader, you know, mm-hmm. like not to yeah. make the comparison because that's a good comparison, guys, but, but like back in the day, like before he was in WWF at the time, uh, Vader was just a beast. People were like, Oh, he hurts people a lot, mm-hmm. but it, and it transferred over to like an like a presence to him, you know. He 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 commanded attention, and I think that's what Walter does. Like he commands attention. He he's really good at storytelling. Like he can tell a story. Now he has the Okada syndrome, which I'm not complaining about, but it's the Okada syndrome is he puts on these classic matches, but every match has the same formula. But I the mean, reason why they have the same they have the same formula because it fucking works. That's that's like, uh, what like Ric Flair did that. 
Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it works. There's a reason why John Cena did the five moves of Doom. You know, like it's not it's it's that familiarization of what's gonna happen, and then when you swerve slightly, it pops more, mm-hmm. and it's just so good. It's so good. Uh, Eddie Dennis versus. So we'll just start from the beginning. Eddie Dennis versus yeah. Trent Seven. It was fine. It was fun. Ah, it was all right. I didn't really. It, I, hey, I love Trent Seven. He might be a flat earther. Uh, Is he a flat earther? I think so. I think I, I'm I, not a flat I, earther. I, I sent out a tweet today. I just have some questions. I sent out a tweet today because I was just, I was in a mood. I was reading people getting mad at Triple H for apologizing to. I just got to get off of Twitter. That's what I've discovered. Yeah, dude. That's what I've told you. I told you before we started. We were. We were talking a little bit. I'm like, yeah. Anybody out there listening and you're getting bummed out by like wrestling social media at all, literally unfollow everybody who's related to wrestling. So I, I there's more to life than wrestling. Wrestling's awesome and it's like a big part of my life, but there's more. I agree. I so I tweeted out, I was like, fuck everybody except Trent Seven. And then a friend replied saying, uh, he's a flat earther, buddy. I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh, oh. god damn it. <laughs> Shit. I'm, I'm not a flat earther. I, I don't care if he's a big fan of Triple H because I'm, you know, I love Triple H. I can't help it. I, 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 I was, I was telling, uh, I was telling my girlfriend, I was like, I love him because he's like, he's a dinosaur, but he's self-aware about it. You know, he's like, oh crap, I should have said that. Ugh. Uh, Who's this you're talking about, Triple H or Trent Seven? Triple H. Okay. So I'm, yeah. I'm talking about how being a being a, a a mark for Triple H isn't necessarily a bad thing because I'm a mark for Triple H. I love him. Oh, dude, we we remember like our first list we did and we put our top ten favorite wrestlers of all time. Yeah, we were like Triple H has to be number, number one's one. Number one is Triple H. Yeah, he has the accolade, the skill, and the charisma if and the career. He's, he's the best. He is the best professional wrestler of all time. I wouldn't go that I far. Mean, he's my definitely like if if you I just look at. <laughs> If you look at it on paper, yeah, he's the best professional wrestler of all time. He's now the 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 CFO of the world's biggest professional wrestling company after being their champion for if he was if he was Japanese he'd be Giant Baba. Ooh, that's that's all right. All right, man. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far, but okay. All right. I'd say he's closer to I'd say he's closer to like I don't know, like Fujinami. Perfect, perfect. Uh, I just I thought of the six Japanese wrestlers I knew. How many can you name? I want to hear them right uh, now. Kazuchika Okada on the spot. Got it. Uh, Tetsuya Naito. Two. Uh, oh, fuck. Hiroshi Tanahashi. There you go. Hiromu Takahashi. There you go. Uh, Kushida. Asuka. Asuka. <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura. Kairi saying Yoshirai, who, on a side note, before we get back into talking about NXT UK, um, hopefully WWE will give her whatever she wants because she would sign with AEW because they would just go, oh, you want to you want to wrestle in Japan? Yeah, no problem. Uh, We will literally pay you more than you were making in NXT just to show up every Wednesday and wrestle, and it would be a steroid injection into the AEW women's division. Oh yeah, and AEW's already said like before they were even really like before Double or Nothing, they said 
there are two wrestlers they could sign right now that are signed somewhere else. They would say it would be Kyrie Sane and Candice LeRae. Like they said that interview, I believe it was uh, the C2E2. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something like that. They were doing an interview and that's what they said. Cause Kyrie, Kyrie, I don't think WWE understands what they have with Kyrie. I think they understand what they have with Oscar. They just fail to execute. Yeah. But I think Kyrie, they do not understand what they have. I think they'll. I think they'll learn. I think they'll learn with Kyrie. Yoshirai, on the other hand, is such a goddamn star. Man, I I've been talking, dude. I've been telling you about Io for and years. Uh, you have, and the fact that there are reports <sighs> that she's unhappy being in WWE right now, not like creatively, although apparently there are rumors that she's not totally thrilled with how she's being used um but there are reports that she misses her fiance and she misses working in japan and that she was allegedly making more money in japan than she is in nxt and it's like you read those reports and it's like god wwe there's a lot of stars you don't want to lose but yoshirai should be like top of that list yeah eo eo is is in my personal opinion, I think she's the best female wrestler in the world. It's, it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue against but that. I don't know what she wants, and I can't speak for her. And mm-hmm. as I've learned in the last year or so, you can't trust the dirt sheets yeah. these days. Um, it, you can trust like things about like contracts, and and I think you can talk about like some people are better at like getting scoops on what's going to happen. I personally don't read those. I think I try to. I try to avoid is, the dirt is kind of lame. Too. Yeah, but, like, I don't really care uh, what people say is happening in the backstage. I'll just believe it when I see it, you know? That's same. more of how I take That's it, you know? Because, like, I I prefer the way we do we do things where we're just, like, I, I don't know if we're going to continue this way, but I like the conversational aspect of it. Yeah. I like to just talk about wrestling. I, like, it doesn't have to be fucking buzzworthy. It doesn't have to be clickbaity. I don't I don't care for that. I like to genuinely talk about wrestling and I feel like that's the people I Yeah, same. to. Not to, you know. Not to not to throw shade at uh what culture cuz I love Simon Miller. Oh, but But um oh yeah, no. A lot of their articles are just they're negative and they're also very speculative. Like it's just like whatever Twitter ha- it, it's all clickbait. And I don't really yeah. I don't. I try not to participate anymore in the wrestling clickbait, because yeah. that's definitely something that has not been fun about professional wrestling. Anyway, back to NXT UK Takeover Black right. Two. Uh, yeah, the Eddie Dennis Trent Seven match was was all right, but I did. They did get me, because I thought Eddie Dennis was just gonna chuck him onto the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He- Border toss, fucking Hernandez just, style. I, just, I almost, I just panicked. I was like, "Oh my god!" And then when he hit the guy, I was like, "Oh thank god! Oh thank god!" Oh, yeah. I thought he, oh, I thought they were. Can I just do say, that. I want to say something real quick. I know some people think it's cheesy. I love the crowd plants. I love it. Oh yeah, same. I love when they have crowd plants so they can do some cool things. Like the Adam Cole being launched into the crowd. You had the Johnny Gargano going through the barricade. Oh, that the shit crowd. was so cool. That shit was so cool. It's, it's people were, I've, I've heard people like, uh, say like, it's kind of cheesy and I can get that aspect of it, but like dog, it's wrestling. <laughs> like everything is cheesy. 
you know? Oh no, he, he refuses to hit him in the head with a bat. He always just uses his hand over the thing. Like, like that's, that's just a part of wrestling, man. Yeah. Like, at least as far as I know, um, wrestling's fake. Get over it. I, I don't, I don't, it's, that's not why I watch it. Um, but I love that they're putting these plants in there because it always like, you never see it until it happens. Right. You know, it's very hard for them to tell. Like they're toying with it initially with the Gargano Tommaso feud, you know, like, Oh, there's a guy with a crutch. He just happens to have a sign that also has a stop sign in it. Okay. I can get that. Why that's a little cheesy, but when you have people just there to catch and they're hidden, that's so much fun. Mm -hmm. I love that. But back to what we were saying. Uh, Then it was Kaylee Ray, Viper, uh, Piper Niven, and Tony Storm. This match kicked ass. Oh, I, you know, I honestly, because I I heard that uh, Kaylee Ray was injured, but she was like, no, I'm going to compete. And I thought that was badass. I fucking love Kaylee Ray. And she seems like a really nice person. She seems like a genuinely nice person, uh, which makes her such a good heel because she's really good at being a bad guy. Yeah. Kaylee Ray's uh, she's definitely improved a lot mm-hmm. since coming to the NXT UK because like when she was on the indie circuit, I never like, she was cool because she was the only one like her at the time. But like now she's like, okay, now she's much watch. She's must watch. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah. This match, I, I knew I was going to enjoy, but I, I didn't real, I didn't see, I, I didn't know Kaylee Ray was going to play such a huge part. I didn't think she was going to take a whole lot of bumps because I heard she was injured, but she was, she was definitely, um, definitely in there a lot. And I mm-hmm. loved, I loved the storyline between Tony Storm and Piper Niven. Yeah. I thought that was great. Uh, that that moment where it looked like uh, that moment where Tony Storm is like contemplating hitting Piper Niven with the chair, and Piper Niven just screams at her to hit her. That was that yeah. was fucking badass. That was some dramatic. So I'll be I'll be completely honest with that one because I don't watch NXT UK. I had no clue really what the story going in was. Mm-hmm. So like I was just like hit her with the chairs. No DQ. Who cares? Yeah. You know. But then I guess there's more context to it that yeah. I'm missing out on. So I can understand that. But solid. Piper Niven match. needs to. Piper Niven needs to get pushed hard. Agreed. Agreed. I I think Tony Storm needs to go to main roster now. Oh hell yeah. Hell yeah. Like I I like I don't want her to get failed over there, but I think she's someone like like don't quote me on this and knock on wood, but I think if even if you give her bad creative, she will get over. Agreed. Uh, she's also super talented. Uh everybody mm-hmm. loves her. And she's uh yeah, she's great. I also think she'd be like a very good bad guy. Because that's the the way they seem to want to be taken. Oh no, 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 no! I disagree. I disagree. I'm not super into her. I'm not saying she couldn't do it, but I do not want to see her as a heel at this point. No way. I want to cheer. Maybe a little bit. Maybe not necessarily like full on bad guy, but maybe a little bit more with an attitude. Because the shy, timid stuff isn't working for me. Oh no, she needs to get back to her roots of being like she's a rock star. Yeah. She's Chris Jericho. I'd love she's female Chris Jericho. I'd love to see that in her uh promos. And I guess that's my problem. It's like I don't really see it in her promos. Well, I don't know how um familiar she is with promos because it's probably like, it. It's probably it. Yeah, she But like she Piper doesn't, Niven like, is really good at cutting promos. Yeah. 
And well, uh, she also worked. She did a. She has a little more experience because she was on World of Sport. Yeah, and Kaylee Ray's really so, good at cutting promos. And I, I, I put that towards ICW was like Attitude Era WWE's like incarnate. Yeah. Like they were trying so hard to be like almost trash TV, but not like like gross, mm-hmm. but like more of like with an edge, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Right. No. So I like I, so. so I think the attitude aspect is why Kaylee Ray succeeded there. Tony, I, she's more of like I take it as like the journeyman. She's, she's just she fantastic went to, wrestler. She's she's the Malenko or the uh, Guerrero, you know, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Where she's she's more interested in connecting with the crowd and having good matches. Putting a mic in her hand isn't going to make her less or more, but it's probably not her strongest. But she's also young, and I think that'll right. that'll come with time. Um, exactly. I thought for sure Tony Storm was going to win, and then when Kaylee Ray uh, super kicked her and and stole the pin on Piper Niven, at yeah. first like there was like a second where it was like what and then i really liked that i really liked that in i'm like oh that's that's really cool that's that's a clever a clever twist because i just thought for sure tony storm was going to pick up the win it seemed obvious that that's what they were going with and then when uh kaylee ray was able to sneak in the win like i think that's what really sold the match for me was like wow and a, a an end i didn't see coming yeah no i i think um like you're more of the expert on uk uh, so tell me if I'm on the right path or not. Do you think Tony Storm's done with UK? She's going straight to NXT. Like uh, the triple threat was to be a transition between her to uh, to Piper. I wonder. So that way you have because the NXT Piper versus Kaylee. The NXT UK stuff is like entirely different. So part of me wonders if Tony Storm was on the cusp of getting called up, and then maybe decided she didn't want to. Because that schedule isn't ideal. And there are some people like, I don't know if Walter will ever get called up. Well, I don't think he will either. Yeah. I mean, they might just be like, uh, you sign a contract. I don't know. Go. NXT becoming its own show on USA kind of changed everything. It changed. Like, I, I if Gargano doesn't want to leave NXT, then what's he going to do? Hey, let me let me clarify what I was asking. I okay. meant like Tony going to NXT oh. Prime versus UK. Uh, I don't think like, so. I, I think do you think she's... that was a transition to transition Kaylee Ray to Piper so they can have a feud for a couple months and then you have Tony written off? You know, she goes now to NXT and um, be there full time. No, because the NXT UK women's division is still really small. Yeah, but I, I always like now that NXT is a thing. Like the way it is now, mm-hmm. I see NXT UK as more of developmental than it is a an actual independent brand. Oh, it a hundred percent is. It's a, it a hundred percent. So like, like, if someone's ready to be called up, call them up. No need to keep them there to try to keep butts and seats because they're losing money on NXT UK regardless. So yeah. So who cares if they bring in fifty more people because Tony Storms? I mean, it makes you know? sense, but. I don't see it happening right now. I think they're going to do this. Okay. They're going to do this thing. Cause I think Mercedes Martinez might have just made her NXT debut. I didn't see it, but I saw some tweets. Neither, neither die there. And, and, and honestly, there are so many women right now in NXT right now. Like how the fuck is Scarlett Bordeaux not on television already? I, you want to know my theory? Yeah. 
I think they're waiting to sign Killer Cross and then debut her. Uh, just put her on. Just put her on the. No, I think they're gonna pair. They're gonna pair them up. They're gonna pair them up, or she's gonna be a part of Robbie's team. Robert what? Strauss is that his name? Robert Stone. What's his name? Stone. Stone. I don't know where I got Strauss I, from. Yeah. But. So I. Yeah. That that makes sense. I actually kind of like that. Have him be. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Anyway, back to. So I was I was really happy with the Kaylee Ray pickup, and then. Oh my God, Jordan Devlin versus Tyler Bate, and I, I don't know how you felt about this match, but I I just watched what might be my new favorite match. Dang, really? There that and and I've heard I've watched a couple other podcasts talk about it, but that moment where they were like just punching each other. Oh yeah, my jaw dropped, and then the match went on for like another like, and that was like fifteen minutes in. And the match went in for what felt like another like 20, 30 minutes. I don't know how long the match was, but it was fucking long. And it told such a great story. Uh, that moment where uh, Tyler Bate tries to do his bop and bang thing. And Jordan Devlin just yeah. slaps it away and, and, and shakes the hand like this sh- that shit's not going to work on me. Oh, my God. Like, right, I, I am waiting for them to pull the trigger on Jordan Devlin. Just, just so patiently. Because it's like, if you just... I, the only thing, and I love that Tyler Bate won because I can't think of a single Tyler Bate match I've watched that wasn't amazing. Right, yeah, he's a, he's a killer. <laughs> I just thought about that the other day. I was like, honestly, every Tyler Bate match is a great match, is, is a great to amazing match. That's crazy. But Yeah, I, I think, I think uh, Tyler Bate's great. I have like, nothing more to add. <laughs> how is he not in the top three conversation? It's like Okada, okay, I, someone else, and then it's like, how is Tyler Bate not number three? I okay, that, that that's that's cool. I don't think he's anywhere near the top. I mean, even with, uh, even with WWE like move restrictions and and the right. and the adapting to the WWE quote unquote style. He's still putting on like five star matches every time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, like I don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to say he's like bad or anything like that. That's not where I'm getting at. I think they're I think he is somewhat he's so young. Yeah. He is so yeah. young that he has time to grow. That when he hits his like prime, he'll be fifteen years old. He's deep, gonna be the best you know? wrestler of all time in just like ten years. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, that's what, I, that's what I'm trying to get at. I think, I think right now saying he's in the top three is a bit stretch for me. I, for you, that's awesome. He's fantastic. But for me, I'm not. He's I, I yeah. I, he's great. He's not. I don't love him as much as I love Pete Dunne. That's what I was gonna actually say. I was like, I don't even think he's the best in British strong style. No, it's it's Pete Dunne. It's a hundred percent Pete Dunne. <laughs> yeah, Pete Dunne. That Pete Dunne's the best. Told such a such a great story. And as as much as that crowd erupted for Tyler Bate winning, I can't help but feel like they would have lost their fucking shit if Jordan Devlin won. Clean, no, no shenanigans. Hits him with the Devlin inside the 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 his, his move. What is it? The Devil inside? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not familiar. I know. The, the didn't he do like? Si- the, it's like a ripcord like suplex, like back, like suplex, and he drives him into the mat. 
Oh, okay. It's pretty cool. It's yeah, pretty I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not that familiar. Like, I, I here's. I'll be completely honest. I'm the only familiarization I know of Jordan Devlin is his stuff he did with David Starr and Walter. Yeah, or yeah, pretty yeah. much my. That's my only things I know. That's fair. I've I've been I I I love NXT UK, so I've tried to follow it and. Uh, I remember him, but I'm not, I can't say I'm like super duper familiar with his, uh, his independent stuff, but I have watched a lot of NXT UK and he's, he's fantastic. Uh, the, the Spanish fly he hits out of nowhere. Like he just, Oh yeah. Uh, it's like, it's like when Cameron Grimes hits that power slam. It's like every time I see him do it, it's like, I saw him do it for the first time. I, I was like, what? <laughs> how did you do that? Nah. And I know how he does it because he does it every fucking match, but it's amazing every fucking match. I can't, it's his Okada dropkick. I can't gush enough about Tyler Bate versus Jordan Devlin. It's like, it it. how is that not the best match of the year? Oh, yeah, because Okada fucking Kota Ibushi happened. Oh, yeah, that match was awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, Okada is amazing. That's that's the only that's Okada's that's why Tyler Bate versus Jordan Devlin isn't the best match of the year because Okada has a match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, we can talk about New, Wrestle Kingdom all you want, but we're, <laughs> I think no, the Blackpool. I think I just I don't know how to like. I think I wasn't prepared for Blackpool. I don't yeah. think they advertised it well enough. Same with that was because I was like, oh yeah, that's today. That was, that was me like, watching a because I'm on night, so I lose a lot of like right. media. So, well, Cardiff, Cardiff was kind of like that, except I still loved it. Cardiff was amazing too. That's the thing about the NXT UK takeovers is I'm never like excited for the build because there's not really a build. Right. They, they, that's exactly the, the taping for the show is so exhausting like it's just like ugh. it's just i every like the matches are really good and the crowds usually are really really good and so it's an enjoyable like hour of television but since there's no real like dramatic story progression it's all just kind of like match stare downs you know basic taping stuff like basic taping storytelling so it just kind of gets like exhausting to watch like it's like oh great another really good match that the crowd is doing the chance for so i just kind of you i i skip nxt uk every now and then but the takeovers are always fantastic cardiff was great uh the first blackpool takeover was excellent i think this one was better um because yeah yeah i i because what was the blackpool the first one it was walter versus no it was it was pete dunn versus uh joe coffee that's right. That's right. And it was a yeah, really good match. Uh, it was a really good match, but it, it was they were losing steam at the end. I think the best match of the night was the tag match between uh, Mustache. The match? No, uh, no, in the first Blackpool. Uh, oh, the first Blackpool. Mustache yeah. Mountain versus Grizzled Young Veterans. Number one. I fucking love Zach Gibson. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, that, Soon so, shall we. So the, the world's number one. The latter match was excellent. It wasn't as good as the Devlin uh, bait match, but it was a car crash. It was an excellent car crash. Um, it was a, a, a very smartly wrestled car crash because dude, I didn't want to see any of those guys get hurt. Oh yeah, dude. The funniest thing about that entire match 
is is Zach Gibson oh, like yeah. forcing James Drake to do stuff for him? I didn't even He's notice like, oh, it. Go up there, man. You just did a did a four fifty. Go up there, man. Go 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 up there. And he's just like pushing him upwards. It's like you could have just climbed that, dude. Like at any point. I love it. <laughs> it's such a good wrinkle to Zach Gibson's character that he's just a fucking dick to James Drake. Yeah. Oh man. Like you should have you should have seen Zach Gibson like back in the like a few years ago. He was clean shaven as hell, and he was just annoying. Like Zach Gibson, he was isn't... a Liverpool guy zach gibson isn't on james drake's team james drake is on zach gibson's team yeah but i think it's like it's kind of adorable that they both know that and they're both okay with it oh yeah no i I love grizzled young veterans their tag team division is great nxt uk tag team division is excellent except the hunt i'm not into them i don't get it i'm not into it who's in the hunt i know it's the the wild Wild board primate oh primate okay cool yeah I don't. I just primate. Yeah, I just don't get it. Anyway, um, the, uh, the the spot my that terrified me was when uh, uh, Flash Morgan Webster and um, Mark Andrews get uh, Gallus, who I love. I want to be part of Gallus so bad. I don't know why. <laughs> I just want to be. <laughs> I want to be their towel boy. I want to bring them water. Yeah. Like, oh, do you, uh, do you want me to call you an Uber, Mister Mister Joe Coffee? But um, when they, so I am king. <laughs> yes, you are, sir. When they get uh, Mark Coffee and Wolfgang on the tables, and Mark Coffee just falls through the table, I was like, "Oh fuck! What are they going right. to do now?" So they climb up on the ladders, and then Mark, like Flash Morgan's, like, "Hey, fuck! Just get on my side. We're gonna, we'll, we'll do the the Swanton up to simultaneously." Oh my god! How Flash Morgan Webster? Managed to not hit the fucking apron or anything that would have killed him is amazing. I was like, that was the most fucking dangerous thing I've ever fucking seen in a WWE event. <laughs> yeah. Because I've seen Joey Janela get powerbombed in the glass on a flaming table in a truck. Yeah. But it was it was brutal. Safe. It was brutal. Um, I thought for sure Imperium were going to win. And they were... I thought so too. How are Imperium bad guys? Everyone loves them. It's because they're dicks. It's, they're it's, they're totalitarian. It's such good you know, packaging, like and they're such excellent wrestlers. And they're such. All they need I, is Timothy Thatcher. They need to get Timothy Thatcher. Yeah. Now. Um. I don't care how much the money you gotta send them. I don't care what flip phone you need to give them or what book. Give Timothy Thatcher into imperium see i think isla dragon is gonna join imperium oh no dude so okay this is another reason why i don't watch uk is it seems like i could be off bases by this because like i said i don't watch it um but it seems like they're repeating a lot of stories that they've already done on the yeah. british independent scenes and right now they're getting to that phase where Ilya was becoming the man because Ilya was the man for a minute and his match with walter is the one that put them over. So I think they're leading to that. Yeah. Although I don't know if they, I, I don't think, I don't see Elia taking the title off of Walter. At this point, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Tyler Bate again. You think? I think so. I think, I think there's more money in Tyler Bate with mustache mountain. Yeah. At this point, I think you put, I think, 
they teased it a little bit, but I think you throw Mustache Mountain over to NXT because you know, if, like love NXT, but they need a little more work on their tag team division. Oh yeah, um, they don't have a tag team and, division, right? So I think you throw Mustache Mountain back over there. Maybe throw in, I don't know. Maybe I don't want to say Imperium, but like. Maybe Gallus, you can throw Gallus over to NXT Prime. Give them, just give them more tag teams because like the tag team division's lacking, and AEW just destroys them in that department, you know. But yeah, yeah I would love to see Gallus. I think I think Ilya, I think Ilya is the one who's gonna beat Walter for it. I think Walter's gonna hold it another year though. See, I'm still, I like some of what I've seen from Ilya. Uh, his sorrow match was real good, which is like, you know, was it a Cesaro match? Yeah. Oh, well, that's what he does. But I'm still kind of just, and his match with Alexander Wolf was fucking great. That, that they had a great, uh, no disqualification match. It was fucking brutal. So I'm, I'm warming up to Elia, but I'm still kind of waiting. I'm like, I, I don't like his finisher. I think that's. The the red uh what is it, the red missile? Yeah, I don't like it. It's a headbutt, dog. That's fine, but then I'm just gonna big boot it every time. Alright, fair enough. Like I'm like I think I honestly like head. this is where we'll disagree this is where we'll disagree. I think the best finishers are the ones that are easily reversed because I think it tells a better story. Yeah. Like like the reason why people love the one week angel is because it's it's hard for him to hit it. And he can never hit it. So when he does hit it, it's over. So that's what I, me personally, that's just what I like. You know, I don't need like an arc, everybody do RKOs where it's like out of out nowhere. Of nowhere. Oh, it works. Yeah. You know, I like the ones that are kind of complicated and that you have to like struggle to do, but you do it because it works. And see, that's kind of like, I would love it. Like, he should do like the hammerlock clothesline that like Arya Davari does. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like that would be cool. The Pepsi twist. Yeah, that would be Pepsi sick. Twist. Like, like, especially because his arms are like fucking bigger than the rest of his body. He's a yeah. big. He, he's he's a very jacked man, but his arms are fucking huge. So if he like nailed you with like a lariat, that'd be sick. I I would be a lot more impressed than him just kind of lunging with a headbutt. But it, you know, he he's a much better wrestler than I am. But then you mi- then you miss out on the uh, the like sweet chin music the Unsimberger or whatever yeah, it is. Sorry, yeah. I don't speak German. Yeah. Unbensieber. I don't know. Yeah, that's awesome. I think you. I think I think he's a wait and see for you. I've already like yeah. like if you wanted to try to find it, find Walter versus him at uh, uh, sixteen carat. I think that match that. is awesome. Him so, and him Walter and Bad Bones. That match was awesome. So Gallus won. The tag match, which I was shocked and I was super thrilled because I'm just all in on Gallus. I love him. I love him so fucking much. Um, <laughs> and I was shocked because, again, I thought Imperium was definitely going to win that. Kind of don't see why they didn't win that, but I am happy that Gallus. It's kind of like the Tony Storm thing. I'm just happy. Like, oh, cool. Well, luckily I like these guys, so good for me. <laughs> Yay me. Yay me. I, I, I succeeded. In this and then we got walter versus joe coffee which was still a real like that was a very good match 
Mostly oh, dude, I, like Walter I, we just... talked a we talked a lot about it. Oh yeah, already. But but yeah, that was probably my match of the night. And just because. Go for it. Go ahead. Uh, what? Because I, I love Joe Coffee. I kind of don't. I feel like one of my reasons I think NXT uh, Gallus should go to NXT is just because I think uh, Joe Coffee is uh, the lose guy right now. Yeah, I get I get what you mean exactly. And yeah, I feel he's like the he's. He's the next threat that can never win. And he's so, I think he, I personally, God, I'd love to see him be the champion. I would love to, but I think it's kind of like too little too late. Yeah, I, I, I agree. He needs a fresh start. Cause I he's, I love it. Reestablish. I, love, I love his packaging. I love his character. I love, I love everything about him. Cause he's just like everywhere he goes. Not to be a mark, but everywhere he goes is his kingdom. And I really love the fact that he hasn't really, like, he's a he's a face now, but he hasn't really changed his character. He's just, like, this defiant, scary, angry Scottish man who looks like a fucking boulder. Right, yeah. And I'm, and I'm, no, able- I've, like, your feeling, your feeling on Joe Coffey is, is how he's always been. Like, yeah. Back when when I first started watching him, he came to Progress when they were doing that Atlas tournament where they were having the big boys title or whatever it was. And I saw him for the first time. He was doing the Iron Man. He was the Iron Man Joe Coffey. And then he became the Iron King when he turned heel. But he was back then where he was now where, like, I never see him as the guy. Yeah. And maybe something needs to change. I don't know if it's him or – because I was actually really excited when they were going to do him and his brother as a tag team. I was like, there, that's what I wanted. But they kind of went with Wolfgang and his brother rather than him. Hey, I, I like I like the tag team of Wolfgang and uh, Mark Coffee, and I like Wolfgang. Yeah, but would you like it? Would unhinged. you like it better if it was just the Coffee brothers? No, because like, I, I like Joe Coffee being a main eventer. Okay, because I I think Joe Co- like I I liked the Pete Dunn Joe Coffee match a lot, and I think like it kind of sold me on Joe Coffee. I don't think he's necessarily like the flashiest wrestler. But mm-hmm. like, I think he's uh, he's a big he's a big guy he's a big hoss wrestler, and he throws himself at you, um, and I think he's very I, I think he's very underrated as like a ring worker. Um, no, that makes sense. And so I like him as a main eventer. That's why I, I would love to see him go to like NXT, where even if he's the lose guy, he's not like getting pushed lower and lower on the card like. Like right now, he's like, okay, Walter beat me, but then is he going to take on Isla Dragunov? And then that's probably just to set up Isla Isla Dragunov beating him. And it's like, okay, well then where? Well, does, I think where does it stop? I think Joe. I think Joe is going to be in NXT UK a long time. I, like I think he's going to be there longer than anybody. Probably, and I guess I just I'm like, because if you put him if you put him on NXT, he's gonna get lost in the shuffle faster than anybody could think. Oh yeah, Killian Dane's gone. There are a million people. Oh yeah, where has been Killian Dane? I think they're probably trying to. I, he might have gotten injured. I think. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, he it would be. I think there's so many people above Joe Coffey more on NXT than there is on UK. That's fair because I can see UK. Joe Coffey finally getting it after years of hard work. Yeah. You know, like as that kind of story is more telling than going to NXT where he'd be like, 
I'm going to challenge for the North American title. Number one contenders match, lose. I guess I kind of just hope that NXT UK uh, um, brings in, like, a mid-card title. I know that that sounds ridiculous since there aren't, like, it's not, like, a giant, like, surplus of talent. But it'd just be kind of nice to have something for those wrestlers who deserve to have a storyline but don't really have one because the title is yeah on. that's where we've all we've always disagreed on that i think i think too many titles ruins yeah but if you're presenting wrestling. if you're presenting as your wrestling promotion as more of a sport which is definitely what nxt uk is it's a hundred percent i don't think there's ever been, i don't think other than like the one match on a takeover i don't think there's ever a match that's like just for like a storyline purpose it's always like an athletic competition Right, but my my point is getting that. I've always been proponent of this. This is where I think we disagree. Not everybody can get the title. No, it just can't. Because if everybody has a title, the title means nothing. reason why the TNA title doesn't mean shit right now is because every single person in that company won it. You know? So, like, you have to have people. You have to have your Razor Ramones. You have to have your... Mr. Perfects, people who don't have the title. Doesn't mean they have a bad career. Doesn't mean they're not Hall of Famers or not great wrestlers. It's just a title is just stories. Yeah. And you can tell stories without it. And I think more prestige is the less people who hold it makes it more prestigious. No, you're right. I just wish Joe Coffee had the title. That that's a fair thing to do. You can carry that banner till the sun sets, you know? Like that's a fair thing that you can want, but I think you don't need to have every single person hold a title. I think that's one of WWE's biggest problems is that they everybody thinks everybody needs a title, so they have a million titles. Now the titles don't mean shit. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, you know, New Japan has a lot of titles. Yeah, but they also don't defend every title every week. Yeah. And they don't have a weekly television show either. True. True. Uh, yeah. You know, because if you have, you have two hours to fill... I mean, Joe five Coffey, hours to fill and you have 15 titles. It's going to you're going to lose some people. Very true. Uh, Joe Coffey. I mean, he looked good in defeat. I, I was kind of shocked he tapped, but he took like a beating. So yeah. it's just it, it felt it didn't feel like he was giving up. It just felt like uh, he can't take anymore. He yeah. has been. No, that's that's my favorite type of like finish is when it's like. They tap because they have to, not because they want to. Would I like to have seen him pass out? Yeah, but I think it definitely did more for Walter. Yeah. To have Joe Coffey actually tap. Because. I Yeah, see, that's something I, I've heard people say that, like, baby faces should never tap. I call BS on baby that. Baby faces should tap if it, if, it, yeah. if it helps the story. Like, Austin shouldn't tap. Yeah, because that's Austin. Yeah. That's the one outlier to the situation. Taz shouldn't yeah. tap. Unless yeah. he's taking I'm, on, like, you know, an MMA fighter. Right. But, I anyway. It was good, and then Undisputed Era came out, beat the shit oh, out dude, of... Oh, dude, I popped hard. Oh, it was so good. It I was, did not expect it. Like, I know probably everybody's like, oh, it was so easy to tell that. I was like, I had no, no clue. I mean, I was like, "Oh shit!" And it was so well orchestrated because you just hear this this swell in the crowd, 
And by the time everyone realizes what's going on, the camera is now on Adam Cole. That was so well orchestrated. It was so well choreographed. I don't know if they choreographed it, but it was so well executed. Yeah, it was a mugging, man. I love that. Oh, it was so good. My only complaint yeah. is they didn't do the Adam Cole baby. Oh, I know. I said the same thing. I'm like, where's the Adam like Cole if, baby? If, Adam if, Cole if, baby. If shock the system and the theme song kicked in and they did the Adam Cole baby. I would have, I would have, that would have been the icing on the cake. I would have needed a cigarette after that fucking pay-per-view. I would have been like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Oh. Something look, like, magnifique. I don't know. I, I like, we just need people to start sticking the landings more, man. Like there's a lot of times I see so many missed opportunities of like just sticking that landing. Send the people with the, give the people what they want. You know, that was, people want to say Adam Cole, baby. I can honestly say now because of that pay-per-view um, and the fact that NXT usually delivers, I'm excited for Worlds Collide. And I will know by Monday, because I'm going to watch Raw next Monday, mostly because the gym is closed. Oh, okay. But I do feel like, uh, from what I've seen, what I've read on uh, this recent episode, uh, from what I've heard... And what they're promoting for next week, I'm kind of excited to watch next week's Raw. And I think it's... Ladder match, right? Yeah, I think it's the go-home for Royal Rumble. It is the go... It, I think it is the go-home. So yeah. I'm kind of excited. And I'm kind of excited yeah. for the Royal Rumble. We'll talk about the Royal Rumble next week, though. So it seems like we're winding down. I have an idea to throw at you. Yeah. To kind of send the listeners home Absolutely. and to give us a good ending point. I, I'm down. How about we do, let's do your favorite wrestler of the week, like we always do. Yeah. And then let's do a match recommendation so people can like, like get an idea. Like something like if you're listening to the show and you're like, what should I watch? Give like a recommendation. So um, if you want, I can go first or if you have an idea, you need time to think. It's any match because I, I feel like this is um, a good mean, way to end the show. I mean, mine's pretty pretty set. Uh, Tyler Bate is a hundred percent. Tyler Bate is so good, and it's crazy to think that whoever decided when they were booking the first NXT UK tournament, whatever person, because Pete Dunne was so obviously the winner, but whoever decided, no, we're gonna put it on Tyler Bate, fucking called it. Like, they called it. He's going to be huge. Oh, yeah. And uh, as and then you have a match? Uh, as for it doesn't Matt, have to be from Blackpool. It could be from any era. It could be from the 90s, 80s, 2000s. It could be last week. It could be last month. Just give us a match. Um. All right. Well, I feel like you're telling me not to pick Jordan Devlin versus Tyler. Oh, if you want to, that's, that's no, up to you. No, no, I was no, just no. giving you it's more okay. options. It's okay. Um, I would probably recommend because we just talked about the match. Yeah, uh, I would probably recommend checking out um, one of my personal favorite matches. Uh, is um, I de- it's it's I don't want to pick like one of my top three. Uh, just uh, Cactus Jack versus Randy Orton at Backlash. The, the, it, it, is it no disqualification match or is it like a street fight? I don't know. The one at Mania? No, not the one at Mania. Mania. Did I say Cactus Jack versus Randy Orton? 
Right. At a backlash. They did the match. Was it backlash? Yeah. The ex- the the hardcore was one. The, I, yeah, the one where he went through like the barbed wire and the tacks and everything. Yeah. Okay, that was backlash. I thought it was WrestleMania. No, that was Edge. You're thinking of Edge's match. Oh, okay. That's my which bad. is another great Completely. match. But no, I would check that out. Um, I think Cact- I think uh, Mick Foley doesn't get enough credit as a storyteller in the ring, and I feel like that match is a perfect example of what an excellent storyteller he was as a wrestler. Like I know a lot of people thumb their nose at the the hardcore style that guys like Cactus Jack did, but. As far as like people who did the hardcore style, I think he did it a hundred percent the best. Um, so th- yeah, that would be my match to check out. All right, uh, for me, I'm gonna say the best wrestler this week. Um, for me, like I like I said, this is for me. Not it's not because of anything they've done in the last week. It's just somebody I'm thinking about now. Um, I want to give a little bit of shine a light on Darby Allen. Oh, hell yeah. I think Darby Allen has the biggest future and he seems like a guy who's all about the, uh, about the art than it is about the money. Mm-hmm. And he's someone that, uh, I feel like could be, and he's a necessity in this wrestling world. He's someone who sifts through all the BS and he's really good. And he's someone like, I have a personal attachment to because I feel like I, I saw one of his first like one of I think one of his first mainstream matches in person, and he was green as hell, and then he got better and better, and I feel like emotionally involved in his growth, and I can see him. He's one of the few guys of the new generation of AEW guys they signed who I can see holding that title. Oh, agreed, agreed. He's he connects with the crowd like to a way that I don't think anybody else can. And it's hard to describe. Um, so yeah, Darby Allen is my best this week. And for a match that I will give the audience to check out, if you find it, Zack Sabre Jr. Versus Chris hero at PWG mystery vortex three in 2016. This match is probably one of my favorite matches of all time. I know that's saying something. But it's great. You take two masters of wrestling and put them in a ring to tell a story. The story of this match is Chris Hero has a paper cut. And throughout the whole match, Zack Sabre Jr. is working the finger that's bleeding. And they tell a story with so little. But it's one of the... It's super, like... What's the word? Um, and I get invested in, into it. And it's something so small as a paper cut can make you like love the match that they're telling. It's a great match. Check it out. All right. Uh, real quick, Ooh. before we yeah. uh, before we sign out, uh, we just want to send our condolences to the Johnson family. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's father, Rocky Johnson, uh, sadly passed away today. Uh, Wednesday, when we're recording this, and uh, his family are in our thoughts. All right. And on that note, <laughs> yeah. 
Timing is everything. But anyway, thank you guys. Thank you guys for returning to our show with us. Uh, it's good to be back. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> Help me out, but all right. Um, hey, uh, Connor. Yes, Griff. Have a good night. You too. All right. Later, guys. Later. And this is this is where we'll cut. So, cool. All right. I'm gonna stop right now. All right. Oh shit. <laughs>